we look for locations that, you know, are set up a little bit like a sports book. You know, how many TVs do they have? Do they have the NFL ticket? Are they a Browns bar? Are they a Bengals bar? Are they a Buckeye bar? Ohio has lots of professional teams. It's a great state for sports betting. The estimated market's supposed to be over $8 billion after it matures. So we look for bars and restaurants that are really trying to sell that experience. Hey, this is Jesse here, and you're about to hear my chat with Andy Westmeyer, CEO of UBet Ohio, which is an operator of self-serve betting kiosks in the state of Ohio. Andy gives us a breakdown of the newly regulated and extremely important Ohio market, including the operating model for regulated sports betting in the state, how UBet Ohio is deploying its self-serve betting kiosks to bars and restaurants, and the story of how the whole project came together in a little over a year. I learned a lot from Andy in this episode, and I hope you find it as insightful as I did. But before we get started, we have some breaking news to share with you. The Betting Startups newsletter just celebrated its first birthday, so to mark the milestone, we decided to turn up the dials. What started as a monthly newsletter will now become weekly starting in February, as we aim to be the easiest way to keep your finger on the pulse of the betting industry's early stage ecosystem. Take 10 seconds to subscribe now by visiting news.bettingstartups.com. All right, we are back with episode 58 of the Betting Startups podcast. And for this one, we welcome Andy from UBet Ohio, which is a new operator in one of the nation's most important states. And Andy, being based in Ohio, I'm a little reticent to mention last weekend's AFC Championship game, which for me as a neutral fan was an absolutely phenomenal game to watch. But I can only imagine for you and others in Ohio, maybe a bit of a tough pill to swallow here, getting so close to victory. So just to check in with you, how are things going and how are you doing here a few days later? We're doing great. It was a great game. Uh, I've always been a big Joe Burrow fan, went to Ohio State, and, you know, obviously sad they lost, but it was a great game. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. 100% looking forward to it. Well, excited to have you here today, least of which because you're the first guest out of almost 60 so far that represents a retail-based operator, which is quite a bit different from some of the folks I'm used to speaking with, which skews heavily towards the digital side. So really excited to dive into everything and for myself, learn a lot more about retail kiosk-based betting. Before we get into all that, though, Andy, maybe just to kick off today, it'd be great if you could introduce yourself and maybe give a sense of your background and some of the major chapters of your career prior to kicking off UBET Ohio. Yeah, yeah. So my name is Andy Westmire. First of all, Jesse, it's great to meet you uh, and talk. Um, I enjoy your uh, your betting startups podcast immensely uh, and listen to it all the time. But um, yeah, uh, my partner and I actually uh, got our Nevada gaming license a few years ago and and operated a slot parlor in Las Vegas for a couple of years and really kind of got into the gaming industry that way. And when Ohio legalized sports betting and the launch date was this January 1st, about a year and a half ago, uh, we got together and said, what could we do with what we learned from running a slot parlor in Las Vegas and kind of make that work with sports betting in Ohio because of the different way that it's being set up in Ohio. Um, and then we got together with some other partners and formed what ended up being You Bet Ohio. Awesome. Well, lots to dive into just with the way, as you say, things are set up in Ohio. And I think maybe just to kick off before diving into the project specifically, I think for the benefit of folks listening, which includes myself, Andy, it'd be awesome if you could take a couple minutes here just up front to give us a little bit of a primer, perhaps, on just the overall framework that's been implemented in Ohio and the different types of licenses available. Kind of get some context there to where You Bet fits into the wider landscape. Yeah, so when we when we started out, we looked at what was being proposed in Ohio, and there's basically three types of sports betting in Ohio, type A, B, and C. Type A sports betting in Ohio is your mobile operators, your DraftKings, your 
BetMGM, your FanDuel. And we know that that's about 90% of the market. Your type B is your typical sports book like you'd find in Las Vegas. And they are going to be 40 of those throughout the state, depending on the size of the county. And those are going to be attached to your casinos, your racinos, your professional sportings teams, um, and some in, and some independent ones also throughout the state. And then what Ohio did different that no other state has ever done is they decided to have a type C sports betting license. And what that is, is where a eligible bar, convenience store, grocery store, restaurant that has the proper liquor license and is also an Ohio lottery retailer can apply to become a host location. And then they have to partner with a type C proprietor, which is what you bet Ohio is. And what's interesting about it is Ohio looked at it as a way of keeping money in the state. Bet local, play local, the money stays in the state. The type A and B licenses are all regulated by the Ohio Casino Commission, whereas the type C licenses are regulated by the Ohio Lottery. So that's how, when we looked at the three types of licenses, we thought the type C was in a unique position with what we had learned running slot parlors that is something we could dive into and see if we could make it work. Awesome. And just given your background and experience running those slot parlors like you talked about in Nevada, how much of, I guess, a head start do you think that gave you looking at Ohio and considering going in there as a type C operator, right? I mean, just that experience, um, do you think that's allowed you to sort of shortcut things getting to market? Can you just talk a little bit about that, Andy? It definitely helped a little bit, but the type C in Ohio is so different from anywhere else. There was nothing to compare it to because, you know, what we're talking about is your anything from a local watering hole or a large restaurant that's able to do this. Um, so we didn't have anything to really compare it to, but it definitely gave us some sound footing move to start with uh, and go forward from there. Great. Well, let's do a little bit of a deeper dive then just into everything you bet Ohio is up to. And maybe just to kick off, um, if you could talk a little bit about what exactly you bet Ohio does and kind of where it fits in the landscape, right? I mean, you talked about how it's differentiated from the mobile operators by virtue of the license type, but I guess when you talk about retail-based betting and kiosk-based betting, talk a little bit about just what that landscape looks like in Ohio and again, where you hope you bet will fit into that. Yeah. So as of right now, there's over 1,400 pre-qualified locations in the state of Ohio, and there could be many more. That Once they get pre-qualified, then we would go out and we find locations that we think are going to be good sports betting locations. Uh, we're looking for you know, owners that are want to engage in sports betting. They want to kind of sell the sports betting experience. Um, because in, in reality, what we're doing is turning your local watering hole or restaurant into a sports book, where instead of having to go to the casino or instead of sitting on your couch and looking at your, your phone, you, you go, you socialize, you bet on the game with your friends, you stick around, you probably buy another round of drinks, probably order some more food. And if you win, hopefully you'll tip your bartenders and waiters. Um, so what we're selling is not only the experience, uh, but we're also you know, helping small businesses in Ohio to keep the money in the state. Again, I keep saying the play local, bet local. We really like that that motto because I think it is good. Um, and and the the retail sports betting, you know, like I said, we know 90% of sports betting is going to be mobile, but there are some advantages to the retail sports betting in Ohio, going to your local bar and, you know, placing a bet, taking your ticket up and getting cash instead of just watching your digital wallet go up and down. Yeah. 
Awesome. Just wondering if you can walk us through the process to onboard a new partner location. And again, I know it's only been sort of a month into the regulated market and, you know, the number of new partners will ramp up over time. But just to give us a sense of kind of what that looks like, Andy, how do things go from the point of initial conversation with a location to the actual deployment and activation of a machine on premises? Can you just sort of fill in the gaps there for what that process looks like? Yeah. And we've we've been doing this for Basically, a month, everything started January 1st, and we've learned a lot just in the first 31 days. Um, you know, we look for locations that, you know, are set up a little bit like a sports book. You know, how many TVs do they have? Do they have the NFL ticket? Are they a Browns bar? Are they a Bengals bar? Are they a Buckeye bar? Um, Ohio has lots of professional teams. It's a great uh, state for sports betting. The estimated market's supposed to be over $8 billion in the first after it matures. Um, so we look for bars and restaurants that are really trying to sell that experience. And, you know, we've, we've been correct on some that have been great and we found some that we thought were going to be great that really aren't that great. So I, I think we're learning that the key is partnering with the right owner, the right management. Um, and if they embrace sports betting, it really does do well in that location. But once we get the location signed up, it's just a matter of dropping internet put in the kiosk in the correct location. Um, we are overseen by the lottery and they're very strict and we are very strict on making sure that everybody betting is over the age of 21 and nobody under 21 is using the machines or accessing the machines. Um, and we do have some different rules than the, the class A's and B's, even though we can all bet on the same sports, uh, we do have a maximum of $700 and, but it is anonymous betting. So it is cash based. We do have the ability to use credit cards, which we plan on rolling out in the near future. Uh, once that it's already been approved, we just haven't got our kiosk working it. We are using our suppliers, IGT, uh, who's been a great supplier to work with and they're, they, you know, just like it's new to us, it's new to them. They didn't really know what to expect. And they've kind of learned as, as we've learned. And I think they, my personal opinion is I don't think they realized how big Ohio will be uh, from a kiosk point of view. I think their largest kiosk location is in Charlotte and they've got 30 kiosks. You know, we've already rolled out 32 to 40 kiosks in the first month and are hoping to roll out, you know, 20 more a month moving forward. Awesome. I also want to ask a little bit about just customer acquisition and maybe not so much acquisition, but just, you know, customer awareness around the UBET Ohio brand. I'm just, I guess, you know, mentally mapping out kind of what you've discussed here, Andy. And I guess, unlike online betting, where customer acquisition is notoriously challenging through digital channels, UBET Ohio is reaching consumers via retail partner locations throughout the state of Ohio, which I guess to some degree you know, solves the customer acquisition challenge. But I am curious how important it is to build brand awareness of UBET Ohio with the consumer segment and how focused are you and the team on that? We are very focused on that because it's, we are partnering with the, the, the host, the bar location, and with the bar location comes the customers. So if the bar location is busy and, and focused on sports, it's going to bring the right customers. But most people have never used a kiosk. They've never bet on a kiosk. Everybody knows how to do FanDuel and DraftKings and all them. Um, but the kiosk is very user-friendly. It's as simple as an ATM. The money goes in, you get a ticket. If you win, you go to the bar, to the World Till POS, and you cash your ticket. Uh, you can rebet your ticket. But yes, we and, and our competitors use different suppliers, and we believe we have the best kiosk, the best interface. That's why we want to build a strong brand so people are comfortable using our kiosk. 
Gotcha. And I was just going to actually ask about differentiation and sort of what the thinking is there. I do believe there's other providers within the state that also have the, the Class C license that you hold. So just again, curious from a product perspective or maybe a value proposition perspective, sort of how are you thinking about differentiating UBET Ohio from the other providers that are out there in the market right now? Well, that's a good question. Probably our biggest competitor is Interlot, who um, runs the lottery for the, Ohio, for the state of Ohio. Uh, what they are using is their existing Kino machines, and you're just adding a screen that you swipe to get to do the bet. What we are doing different is a standalone kiosk that has a screen for your betting, a touchscreen to bet. Above that, there's another screen that has the odds boards. And then we're also placing on TVs throughout the bar odds boards so people are aware that, it's, that sports betting is occurring here. You know, we're doing a lot of advertising, whether it be table tents or flags or posters. Uh, t-shirts for the staff, uh, because as people get more comfortable with it, we believe it's going to grow a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, I guess just given that we're talking here today on January 31st, and that basically concludes the first full month of Ohio being live at the state level, just sort of curious, Andy, to get your sentiment on how the first month has gone. You know, what, what's your observations been any issues or hiccups or just sort of what's your, uh, sense of how the overall rollout's been one month into it? Our rollout was extremely successful. We had very few of any glitches or issues moving forward. Um, of our competitors, there were only two others that tried to roll out on January 1st. Theirs didn't go quite as well, and they were getting a lot of press saying that the Class Cs weren't successful on the rollout. You know, we would completely argue with that and saying that we were extremely successful. We started kind of small with about 15 locations and have already ramped up, like I said, to about 40 um, because we wanted to kind of work through it and how it works and teaching our partners and host locations um, how everything works, how we do our books, how we do the process of placing bets and making sure that they're following the rules. You know, the biggest one being the age gate and making sure that they're 21. Most of the class Bs in Ohio did not open on January 1st. Obviously the mobile operators, the class A's all, they went crazy and gave free bets and they all did great. But from I can speak from you bet Ohio's experience as a class C, we had an extremely successful rollout and I'm proud of my team for what we were able to do. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that as well, by the way. I probably failed to mention that up front. Congratulating you and the team for getting live on January 1st. I'm just curious, Andy, if you can talk a little bit about how the project's been capitalized or financed and just sort of how you put that all together and, and just sort of maybe talk a little bit about things just from the investment perspective, if you would. Yeah, so we were actually formed about 14 or 15 months ago, the name of our company is Green Bear Gaming Development. We were formed by three families, and all three of us went to the same high school, three families. And our high school mascot was a green bear. And for whatever reason, we chose that as the name. <laughs> Once we became a real operating licensed business, we thought that's probably not the best name for a sports betting startup. And that's where we chose You Bet Ohio. And then through a mutual friend, we were introduced to Quentin Singleton, a consultant in Las Vegas, and talked with him and kind of figured out, did we want to do A, did we want to do B, did we want to do C, and kind of figure out which route we wanted to go there. And Quentin enjoyed what we were doing and enjoyed the team so much that he actually came on as a partner a little bit later. Uh, the three families that were all brothers, actually, that formed this have the history in law, in real estate, and healthcare. So we are privately funded. At this point, we're not looking for investors. We're looking to grow this internally and, and prepared for whatever the future holds. Awesome. I want to talk about the future for a minute here as well, Andy. So that's a nice segue. A couple of questions just on that. I mean, as you talked about at the beginning, you know, really 
going deep on the Ohio market and, and sort of associating the brand identity with the state of Ohio really sort of gives it that sense of, of authenticity from an Ohio perspective. But from a growth perspective, you know, to me, that strikes me as being a bit limiting if you're considering other states. So first question, you know, how are you thinking about growth and does your growth strategy as of now include potential expansion to other states? Or is it really a case of just trying to capture as much market share as you can within Ohio? We are definitely trying to capture as much market share in Ohio as possible. Ohio is the only state at this point that is using the class type three model. I do think that not only the surrounding states, but other states are looking closely at how it works and if it works, because like I said earlier, I think that the, the type C model definitely benefits small businesses throughout the state. They are, they are benefiting from only more use of the restaurants for food and drink, but also being compensated by the class C proprietor. Um, we would love to look outside states, but since no other state is doing it this way, I can't really tell you where we're looking to do it. No, that's perfectly fair. Um, sort of sticking with the future here, if you zoom out for the year of 2023 here, Andy, and kind of look ahead, you talked about onboarding new locations being a priority for you guys. Just curious if you can talk about that and maybe any other major milestones you and the team are focused on for UBET Ohio this year. Yeah, that's a good question. So we are hoping to have between one and 200 locations up and running by September 1st. So we'll be ready for the college football, pro football season when it start, when it ramps back up at that time. That gives us time to grow during kind of the slow period of, of gaming, which will start taking place in May and June and July. Um, but we would like to have one to 200 places by September 1st. I think that the state of Ohio, if you look at where is it going to be in five years, you know, I firmly believe that there'll be over a thousand uh, type C hosts that are basically mini sports books throughout the state. And there could be many more. I mean, I, I think I mentioned earlier, there's about 1400 pre-qualified, but there's hundreds, if not thousands of other bars or restaurants throughout the state that could decide to get their lottery re uh, license and then also try to become a mini sports book. Interesting. And I guess, you know, sticking on that five-year time horizon just for a minute here, if, you know, five years out at maturity, Ohio has several thousand locations, you know, in your wildest dreams, how many of those or maybe what percentage of those is UBET serving uh, at that time? Well, well, probably, yeah, I would love to do 500, 1,000. We could do as many as we can. No, I think the sky's the limit. And, and the key, though, is finding there may be 1,000 locations eligible. But not all thousand are created the same. Find the good ones, the ones with the good owners, the good partners, the good operators. Find the right host locations. Um, I don't think there's 3,000 really good host locations, but I do think there's 500 to at least 500 really good host locations that we'd love to partner with. Awesome. You said it's only been 14 or 15 months probably since you first incorporated it. So it hasn't been all that long, but you know, of the 14 or 15 month journey so far, Andy, if you reflect back on that, what's been the biggest challenge for you and the team so far that you've had to really sort of knuckle down and, and battle through? I think the biggest challenge we had was we didn't actually have our license. We were actually the first type C proprietor licensed in the state of Ohio, but that didn't happen until mid-October. And we set the January 1st deadline that to start, um, we wanted to be ready January 1st. So we were able to basically get a sports book up and running within three months and going through the process with the lottery, who have been great partners to work with, but the regulatory process, the paperwork, the finding the locations, to working with your supplier to get the kiosk delivered, branded, 
out to the location. All that occurred in basically about 10 weeks. Um, I, I'd say that was the biggest challenge is we wanted to be ready January 1st because we wanted to do, and that's what we had told our locations that we were out selling to that we're going to be ready January 1st. And we wanted to do what we said we were going to do. Not everybody was able to do that, but we were, and that was a, a priority to us um, to do what we said we were going to do. But that was definitely the toughest challenge getting through. And the first couple of rollouts had, had hiccups uh, on our side, not from a from the host side. Just making sure everything's correct, and it worked out great. The, they were great partners. We've had, we've had great partners on the bar and host side. Um, they've been great to work with, and I think across the board, if you were to talk to any of them, they would say that they've had a good experience with us. Awesome. A couple more here and we'll get you on your way. Um, one more look ahead prediction from you, Andy. I hate to ask it just given everything the Bengals have gone through over the past few days, but we do have the Super Bowl coming up still. Eagles versus Chiefs. How do you see that game playing out and who do you have tapped to win? I think the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken, are currently around a minus one and a half favorite last I checked. But yeah, what's your sort of sense as to how that game will play out? Well, we're based out of Toledo, Ohio, which is in the northwest corner of the state. And so I... All my adult life have been a Browns and a Lions fan, so I haven't had many Super Bowls to talk about. Um, however, when I was young in elementary school, I was a humongous Eagles fan. Ron Jaworski, Wilbert Montgomery, Hale Carmichael, those were, that was my team. Um, so I think I'll be rooting for the Eagles. I think it's going to be a great game. I really do. I wish the Bengals were going to be, though, because I do love Joe Burrow, and, um, but I think the Eagles will pull it out. Awesome. It should be a hell of a game, no matter which way it ends up playing out, but that uh, takes me to my standard closing question today, Andy, which is this, and I'll quickly repeat it in case you haven't heard it. If you weren't working in betting, if you weren't working in any of your past careers or doing anything with any other various business interests in a parallel universe, what would you be doing instead? Well, to tell you the truth, I would probably be a college professor of history and business because I love history and I love numbers. Um, I love reading about history. That's the part of sports betting I love is the number side, the risk management. I think it's intriguing and you can learn more about it all the time. Um, but so that's probably where I would have ended up. Right on. And for people listening that might want to learn more about You Bet Ohio, maybe potential locations within Ohio that want to get in touch and learn more about what you offer, or for people that just want to get in touch with you, how can you suggest they best go about doing all of that? I would recommend you visit our website, youbetohio.com, the letter U-B-E-T-O-H-I-O.com. And all of our contact information is there, and it has all about our, hist our history, what we're doing, and what we're planning on doing moving forward. Awesome. Well, look, Andy, really appreciate you joining today. It's been great to learn more about both, you know, kiosk-based betting, but also more about Ohio, which, again, is such an important state for the wider industry. So really wishing you and the team all the best for your first year ahead, and uh, look forward to continuing to follow the story. Oh, great. Thanks, Jesse. Great, great talking to you.